Should we just do it? Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, guys. Well, hopefully I can edit some of the popping out. I can't figure out why it's popping, but we've been, we've literally wasted almost two hours trying to mess with this bitch. Yeah. And it's not working. We've done everything we could think of. Everything. 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 <laughs> Anyways, how the hell are you? Carlene's yawning way over here because it's like we've literally been at this for almost um, a couple hours now, if not more. Yeah. You want your cough medicine? Yeah. Cough medicine. We're drinking cough medicine tonight. People might think we're serious. <laughs> we have uh, a strawberry crush and vodka because... Oh my god! Neither one of us swallow. thought about buying wine tonight. Well, no, actually, Carlene did. It's in my refrigerator. She forgot it, and <sighs> I didn't even think about it. Along with my but, my water that I never forget to take anywhere. In case anybody's curious, strawberry crush and vodka tastes like cough syrup. It's good though. I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm strangely in a cough syrup tonight. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, guys. Sorry, the sound is not the greatest. Oh my gosh. It just crackled a lot. It did. The sound is not the greatest. We're going to have to like keep it monotone. Monotone. And just talk like this. Let's not move too much. No. Uh, we have zero air circulating through this room. We are sweating <laughs> to death. Poor podcast my quality. Boobs are sticking. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Okay, I have no boobs. <laughs> I don't know where all this came from, but all of a sudden, our listenership is up. <gasps> like, I, it's so weird. Thank you. I'm just going to say, it's kind of like when people are like, Carlene, I just saw Jesus walk across your living room. And I'm like, and they're like, why? Why would he do that? And I'm like, why not? Just say thank you. Just say. Oh, you don't need to know the why. You just say thank you. Um, we already can't talk because we've been drinking beforehand. <laughs> well, we've been trying to figure out the sound issues. Okay, but, uh, wait, what were we just talking about? The listenership. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they must be digging this whole paranormal, paranormal thing that we're doing. But, you know, you still get true crime because we're still doing true crime stories. Like today, we have a little true crime, kind of. Yeah, I guess. It's kind I mean, of. Yeah. It's more history. It's his, his history. 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 Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Alma is rearranging the room as we are talking. I'm, I'm just wondering <laughs> if it's things, proximity of things, like mm. all the cords next to Like, you I've know, done a lot of rearranging in was, here. Yeah, but it, we were fine last week or last time. Yeah. It's probably going to drive us crazy. Sorry, guys. We're going to be we're like... We're just going to hurry up and get through this one real okay. quick. Okay. Really so, quick. Go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I'd like to listen to um, like the second date update. What is it? John Jay and Rich. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I like to... So, I listened to that on their podcast thing. Oh, that was not an EVP. <laughs> was it yesterday or today? I was listening to it and I almost couldn't listen to it because I wonder if for their podcast, they speed up the tape because, boy, that took me a second. The tape... <laughs> Because they were talking, even a girl called in and was talking so fast that I couldn't even understand what she was saying. And like John Jay would talk and he'd be like, yeah, so that's, I can't even do it as fast. And I can talk fast. 
But it was like, um, yeah, so the other day we took this dog down to the blah, 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 And I was like, I, I don't even know what he's saying because it's so fast. Really? Yeah, it was terrible. I almost <laughs> want to play it for you. It was so bad. And I'm like, they have to be, because then like when the girls would talk, I could understand them and they were calm. So I'm like, there's no way he talks that because it would have bothered me a long time ago. Right. And it was only like the last two things that I listened to where I was like, I can't even enjoy this because I have no idea what they're saying because they're talking. They had to have speed up the tape. Right. To make them talk that fast. Hopefully the popping is not too distracting for you guys. I'll have to figure that out in the next couple We're of gonna weeks We're going to be here. losing some major LBs from <laughs> water weight in here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, uh, so there was that. Okay, listenership. So, I, so that's good. People... That's good. I, evidently, you guys are digging what we're doing. Yeah. If you have suggestions, though, or or we want you to interact with us, so like email us. Well, Twitter. Twitter us. They Twitter, Twitter us. us. You can. Twitter I like us. to be twittered. Oh. <laughs> uh, what's that other thing that we do? Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. I know. Oh, I did you see said that I put the the Instagram? Did you <laughs> the Facebook? The Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, what? Did you see that I put the yes. EVP? Oh. Yeah, I made a little comment. I did see that. Yeah. Go listen to it. Put your earphones on or put your phone up to your ear so you can hear I, the... My, I played it for my sister and she, she, hear? she heard it. I didn't tell her. Which I didn't tell what heard? I heard and she heard it. Heard what you heard? What I heard. What? Yeah. Mm. So I was It like, would make sense because of the situation. Right. Like what I was doing and what you were doing. Right. Everything. I want to tell all of you because I'm hoping you will interact with us and be like, damn, I heard it and this is what I heard. And then we can like start conversing. <laughs> Anyways, it's on our Instagram. Go watch it and listen to it. So if you're new to our show, I, I see that a lot of people are like starting from the beginning. So Oh, they're starting from the The very the, beginning. The event times yeah and Sorry. so it's probably gotta, confusing gotta wipe my nose yeah because they're gonna be like that doesn't sound maybe that doesn't sound like the same person <laughs> damn we liked yvette <laughs> who's this bitch <laughs> stop it bring yvette stop it. back yvette it could, huh it's yvette yeah why does her name sound weird to me right now i don't know i'm saying it right yeah yvette we didn't even drink that much cough yeah. syrup is strong <laughs> Mm. Uh, we're not drinking cough syrup i promise it just tastes a lot like it mm. Mm. a lot like it anyways i'm alma fuck i'm carlene and this is tipsy tales <laughs> and we are very tipsy and we used to do true crime but now we do, we do paranormal oh, with a touch of true crime yeah we used to do That's true crime like and say. paranormal but we get carried away on the the length thing <laughs> Yeah, we'll try to keep it not so lengthy. lengthy. Oh, do you watch Outlander? Yes, you do watch- but I because I don't have Showtime or whatever, I have to wait for the episode. Oh, well, it hasn't started. The new season hasn't started. Oh. I don't think it starts until... I've only gotten starts- up to season... Because isn't season six supposed to start? Yeah. I've only gotten to four, I think. Because season five hasn't even come out yet. Oh. On Netflix or whatever I watch it on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways. Okay. Her newest book just came out. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. Go tell the bees that I'm gone. Oh. And so it's the next in the series. <gasps> 
and I haven't started reading it yet. I have it. I pre-ordered it. Oh, you did? It's like sitting there waiting for me. I just have not had time to... I need time to sit down and read it because I know the minute I open it, everything else is going to go out the window in my life mm. until it's done because mm. that's the way I read a book. Mm. <laughs> I read like the first 10, maybe 10 pages and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I'm going to read this book. It's such a good book. And then I forget about the book for a while. And then I'm like, what happened to that book I was reading? I should read it again. Unless it's something that grabs my attention so much, I can't put it down. Yeah. That's what these books are to me. I haven't had anything like that in a while. You haven't had a good book in a while? Is that a metaphor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, this is a big book. Ooh. You might, you know, size matters. I mean, it. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cuddle up with that big book. Um, We should probably just get to it before something happens with our computers. Yeah, that's all I could think of that I, Mm. unless you had anything. I I don't think so. She has more stuff going on with her cameras in the backyard. We do we have were, some spooky stuff. but We I'm spent gonna, about an hour on that. We did, a little bit. Because I need to find... Well, first, we need to debunk. We had to debunk. And we did. then I need to find, like, the real shit. And, uh, and because I have to debunk it, I record all of it. And then I have to go through all of it. And I can't find it to play for Alma. So I have to get it all together for her so she can be like, what the fuck is that i'm one of them no i'm not kidding it's this in one of them yeah i didn't get to hear that today no that's one of the ones i wanted to find for you yeah because you know and then me debunking i was like it could have been this could have been that no because then shortly after you're like there goes a car that didn't sound like that because it is right in the speaker right okay Creepy AF. I'm not even kidding. I'm totally creeped out. What did I send you, though, where all of them came flying after it happened? What happened? I can't remember that circumstance. I don't remember. It was a sound or something, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And then all the, like, the warriors were just like, we got you. You're not getting in there. And they cleaned it out. <laughs> yeah, that was a good Nobody time. knows what we're talking about. Well, maybe we'll share it with you if you all interact with us. <laughs> It's our own little private conversation here. Sorry. Spirit, crazy, weird shit that happens at my house. I don't know. Should we get right into it before something wackadoodle happens to our computers and our sound? Yeah, I guess so. I don't have any really crazy stuff to share, I don't think. I always forget. What did I already share? And then like, what do I need to share? I don't think I have anything new. Keep this. I think this whole computer thing kind of just zapped us out. You good? (sighs) I have to blow the sweat She's dabbing in between her boobs here. She's sweating to death. She she is suffering for her art right now. She is a true artist. Yes. I really do sweat a lot, though. I'm either sweating or freezing. Like, if spirit comes in really, like, at my house, I'll mm-hmm. either get, like, a really hardcore heat flash. And I'll be like, oh, I'm old. And then I'll start freezing when there's, like, a lot of higher energies in. And I'm like, oh, it's busy in here. I'm freezing. That's crazy. That's why I always have this guy. My shawl. Anyways, the story we got for you guys today. I think it's a good one. I, I remember I looked into it a long time ago. I don't know why I didn't do it. I found something better, I guess. But it's kind of um, the history and then the haunt. 
Yeah, a dog. I think so. The hauntings. He's literally right between us. Yes. Um, and then we kind of had to decide. Well, okay. So you tell them because you wanted to do more of something. Okay. On this subject. Yeah. So literally this idea came to me because I've been heavy into the genealogy stuff. I think I talked about that before because mm-hmm. my aunt and I were, you know, going over a lot of the history with my grandfather. And she's telling me that he wasn't raised by his mom. Mm-hmm. He may or may not have been raised by his dad. We're like putting little bits and pieces of the history. Mm-hmm. But my dad's dad passed away. Didn't He didn't actually pass. He worked in the mines in Mexico and it was a mine accident. Um, but he was in his 40s. And at that time, he never knew his mom, according to my aunt and according to what she knows. So anyways, my dad and them basically tracked her down. You guys are going to, it's not an EVP. (laughs) It is a dog literally snoring under our desk here. Anyway, so they track her down and they kind of get a relationship going with her. Mm -hmm. And somehow my aunt ended up with a bunch, like a stack of these pictures that Mm -hmm. belong to her daughter from another marriage. So uh, my dad, their aunt, whatever. So anyways, she told them stories that she was, you know, and okay, I'm just going to preface this with every Mexican family. it has a story about like their family members linking to Pancho Villa. Yeah. Or Zapata. There's we all have like our stories. Oh, hold on. How weird is it that I'm getting goosebumps right now? Are you? All even down my legs. And I'm hot in here. And this arm, not so much. Can oh, you that's see? Weird. It? Hey, so what's that side? What are those different sides? What? represent to well, you i don't know because remember you'd be like if it's on this side it's this, oh it's- this is mother and nurchy oh this is father's side but i just got goosebumps oh, and what was your theory i was talking we were talking about my so dad's we- grandmother oh my god okay my- and she could be like because i did i had some humity hum with bon Jovia. that's weird yeah, yeah. so anyways um that's there were hilarious. i mean he was wasn't he kind of like a womanizer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Big time. I was trying to think like a. I was just gonna call him a Don Julio or whatever. But it, but, but it, <laughs> Don. Mom, it wasn't. But... It didn't have to do with him because it literally his soldiers, mm-hmm. their wives would follow them into wherever wherever they were going, mm-hmm. and also there were um, the soldad soldaderas. They were women soldiers. Oh, okay. like you'll see pictures with them with the. Oh, right. So that movie that I was watching that was actually a comedy, but is about him. But uh, some of it was kind of true. Right. So like the the armies that he would get, the followers that he would get were. Um, it was kind of like he was such a hero. But when I first was looking stuff up, I and then I saw this thing. Tucson has this statue of him mm-hmm. that Mexico actually gave to tucson Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are like we don't want that statue right and i'm like don't blame you he killed a lot of soldiers and a lot of mexican mexican citizens and u.s citizens he he like (laughs) he massacred massacred massacre anyway he murdered a lot of people (laughs) and so that's how i was seeing it at first and then i was diving more into it and then i was like oh wait i see there's a lot that that think he was like robin hood for 
the poor. Yeah, like he would, he he really did try to help a lot of villages. And then those people in those villages would follow him. Right. And that like made his armies grow. And then blah, blah, blah. He would end up with these giant armies. But in, in that movie, they were showing a lot of the, the women soldiers, the, the men. He'd have like the bands playing. I mean. He, the vistas. Yeah, he went all out. Yeah. And actually, it seems like, at least at first, uh, the United States kind of didn't see him coming or realize, like, what he was. Um, No, I, they, I think they fully knew who he was and what he was, but they used him to their purposes. And when they mm. were done with him, they I guess basically I, betrayed him. Oh, okay. Or maybe he saw it that way because he had... Oh, well, like, because he, he had been arrested, right? He went to jail, prison. He was in prison for a little while, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for a minute. Yeah, just for An a escape. minute. Yeah. There. Anyway, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it, it made more sense to why he isn't, like, why he's kind of a hero in some people's eyes. Yeah, it's, why... he's he's one of those, like, polarizing characters in history mm-hmm. that either you love him or you hate him. Yeah. You're, you have your factions of people that love him and you have the people that hate him. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. It's like one of those things. Yeah. And it's crazy how, like, even when we tell our story, it's, mm. there's some that are like it, it's crazy how villains get so much attention right i don't know that he was so much a villain no but i but there's a lot of people on the u.s side that would think he is well there's a lot of people on the mexico, mexico side, side too but i'm saying like if he is portrayed as the villain right and they're like this is how he died and then they're like isn't this amazing that he could be buried right here or he, his body was chopped up you know what i mean right. it doesn't matter it could be jack the ripper Right. You know, we're, we're always intrigued. Yes, by we're fascinated. It's any historical figure. Yeah. Like, and he kind of gained like a legendary status too, because yeah. of some of the things that he did, the things that he was able to. He was kind of this weird military genius. <laughs> he really was. Like, he did. That's what I mean, though. I don't think the government, US government, saw him coming because cause he was, he outsmarted them in a way. Well, that was later on towards the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of went down this rabbit hole because of that. And as I'm going down this, I'm like, there's got to be like a ghost story. There has to be like this good ghost story. Like there has, he was like in so many different places and I started looking. So anyways, I found some things, but it wasn't, there wasn't anything major. Except mm-hmm. for the, the Gadsden Hotel in Douglas, Arizona. And that's our story. Well, that's part of our story. <laughs> <laughs> our story is we're going to tell you about Pancho Villa. And then we're going to tell you about the Gadsden. <laughs> the Gadsden Hotel. And there you go. And here we go. And go. So first, we're going to tell you a little backstory on Pancho Villa, because he was this very interesting and polarizing character. Do you, do you hear the dog snoring? Um, He's right at my, he's like laying on my foot. He's like, <laughs> at least his head's not all kinked. He's using my foot. And like you said, a lot of people likened him to Robin Hood and to others. He was a son of a bitch, a villain, a thief. Psycho. Yeah. I mean, he was kind of crazy. He was. Yeah. You want to know something? He was a Gemini. Oh, say no more. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. So wait, let's go back to, um, because did we finish the story about your- My grandmother? Yes. Yeah. So I'm, and I, I don't know if my- 
Tia was sure about this, whether she was a soldadera or if she was one of the women that was following the camps. Oh, we have to find out. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm like definitely looking through there. Yeah, inquiring minds want to know. Okay, so Pancho Villa or Francisco Villa was actually born Jose Doroteo Arango Arambula on June 5th, 1878. (laughs) His early life is an enigma because he told so many fucking conflicting stories <laughs> that it's really impossible to know what was actually fact or fiction. Wow. And in this way, like as I'm like reading and writing this and like my dad could because me and my sister are comparing notes, you know, mm-hmm. about my dad, but my dad was my dad was also Gemini. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> but my dad was one of those people like he to- he was very charismatic. Mm hmm. And he made stories bigger. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it could just be this, we went to the store and we came back. But he came back and it was like this whole Hobbit's journey, you know? (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) That's adorable. I got the biggest fish in the ocean. (laughs) Really? Okay. It was the last one. They said it was the biggest one. He went in the back and he got it for me. He he, he snuck out. He went to California. (laughs) Honestly, because that remind you of somebody, another Gemini that is or was the president of the United States. <laughs> what? <laughs> Telling big stories. Yeah, no. I know. Um, I just think it's a characteristic of some, especially men. I think it's men Geminis are more. A Gemini ego? I don't know what it is. <laughs> they have a Gemini ego. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I told you what his name actually was. And his father was a sharecropper named Agustin Arango, and his mother was Micaela Arambula. He grew up at the Rancho de la Cayotada, one of the largest haciendas in the state of Durango. Doroteo later claimed to be the son of a bandit named Agustin Villa. But according to at least one scholar, the identity of his real father is still unknown. Maybe he's a Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe his papa was a Rolling Stone. So at the age of 16, he moves to Chihuahua, but soon returned to... And look, I know there's a lot of extra information here, but I am condensing this. Yeah, because... Yeah, there's a lot of... Because I think... What was it? So, there was a reason why I, I oh. kind of was. Listen, if if we did history, this would be an awesome story to just do a whole show on mm-hmm. him because mm-hmm. there is a lot of a lot, a lot. And he lived a very interesting and colorful life. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. And it's um, not like he lived to be super old either, right? Well, I mean, he was. Did he? He was assassinated, right? So yeah. he, he wasn't very old though. Mm-mm. But his life seems long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Definitely. No. And I didn't even like put his personal life in here because I was, I went into the whole personal (laughs) life thing and that's pretty fucking colorful too. Yeah. But mostly this is just like his military exploits and his other stuff, his other extracurricular activities. (laughs) Anyways, so he returns to Durango to track down and kill the hacienda owner named Agustin Lopez Negrete who raped his sister. (gasps) Oh! That's right. Mm -hmm. And then he ends up going on the run Mm -hmm. and ending up with these bandits. Yep. Yeah. And that's kind of where he learns his tools of the trade. Like that's the beginning of it. Yeah. He learns how to be a thief. Yeah. Um, Eventually. Yeah. He became. I got to give him some, you know, he was honor of his sister and don't fuck with my sister. Exactly. And then he just had to go on the run. 
and become whatever to survive. Right. And his and he, he he didn't have any education. Well, he kind of did. Did he? Because I thought they were like he couldn't read and write, but he learned how to read and write yeah, later. Yeah. But I mean, in that early time, he really didn't have right. education. So he's kind of smart. Kind, he's really smart. He is really smart. <laughs> and he really made like he wasn't kind of smart. He was, he was really, really smart. smart. Yeah. And he he made a life for himself. He sure did. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the right or the wrong. It's just he made I mean, it was the time. Back. It was yeah. the times because he wasn't the only person out there that was doing banditry. This was like a a very um combustive time it was in the Wild West. Mex- well, and in too. Mexico too, because mm-hmm. they were under the um. It was basically a dictatorship under oh, Porfirio right. Diaz. Right. I saw that part too. Yeah. So right. and he was like for the you know upper class, the upper crust yep. people, yep. and he didn't give a shit about. Uh, the peones or the people that actually worked the land or the people that you know worked under these haciendas and then when they did finally didn't they finally get somebody else and then that person kind of ended up yeah fucking and, them but, all over but he had a big part in that <laughs> yes too. right yeah right so sorry no it's okay i get excited when we're like oh yeah 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 and this and this and this yeah okay at some point he gets inducted into the federal army after being arrested oh that's right yeah and the federal that, that and was this a is, sentence yeah because that's what they did back then. Exactly. Yeah. So the federal army is under the regime of Porfirio Diaz. Mm-hmm. Within months, he deserts to Chihuahua. Chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's where my dad's from. Is it? Yeah. Oh, see, maybe. <laughs> my by 1903, he no longer. <gasps> what if your dad is an offspring? I don't think so. Oh my mm. goodness. I don't think so. Does he? Does he resemble? No. No, just but a lot of the characteristics that I was reading in here <laughs> resemble my dad, but I don't think there's a We're I don't think there's a family. And... I don't think there's a family way about this. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it only takes one time, one donation. <laughs> you're trying to you're one you're trying to muddy my family tree. I'm just here. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I've gotten, I've almost gotten that far where I don't think that that's the case. Okay. I mean, I don't know. But at this time, he, he's not, when he escapes, uh-huh. um, he doesn't go by Arango anymore. He goes by Pancho Villa, Francisco Pancho Villa, after his paternal grandfather, <laughs> Jesus Villa. I was wondering where he got the name Pancho. Well, did you see how the story changed here? Yeah. Because first it was like. Where do you get Pancho though? Pancho's from Francisco. That's, oh. I have, my, my Theo's name is Pancho. Okay. And he's named after my grandpa. Francisco. Yeah, because there's some family connection <laughs> <Stop>. to Pancho. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just because we have the name Via in our family doesn't mean grandma did not but great great grandma got a donation from him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> She's gonna she's gonna mess with you now. She is. She's she's gonna I'm I'm I'll be like, Alma, look what came over my camera last <laughs> night. <laughs> okay, so about until nineteen ten he went back and forth between thieving and an actual legitimate occupation as a miner and other things that he was doing. Um then he meets Abraham Gonzalez, who represented 
Francisco Madero, who was looking to unseat the dastardly President Porfirio Diaz. And Madero, who was himself a rich hacendado from the northern state of... I, I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's just Cojila. He opposed the continued rule of Diaz and convinced Villa that through his banditry, he could fight for the people and hurt the hacienda owners. Which, you know, was pro- he was like, yeah, I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. The undercurrents of the Mexican Revolution were well underway at this point. Uh, Madero was named a revolutionary leader, and his company won the first battle of Ciudad Juarez in 1911. Uh, the rebels eventually drove Diaz out of power, and Madero took the position of president, having named Villa a colonel. So he wow. went from That's being right. a bandit he, he to got being really, a colonel. Yeah, he moved up really but, high. But even before this, when he was doing his thieving and his banditry, he Mm. was already making friends in high places. Yeah. So this is, of course, a very condensed version of... That's part of his being charismatic and being able to schmooze certain people. Right. Yeah. That was not an EVP. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) That was loud. So like like I said, I'm just going to give you a condensed version of the Mexican Revolution and Pancho Villa's part in it. And it's going to be fast forward through a lot of it. So Madero gets in as president and it's Rocky presidency to say the least. And let's just say that the U.S. had their own puppet master here in the mix named Henry Lane Wilson. Did you... Okay, so this dude, he was basically playing everybody against each other for American interests. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he was behind the scenes maneuvering things for American interests in Mexico at the time, but fucking shit up for the Mexican people in the process. So, you know, they had just gone through this, these battles and gotten Porfirio Díaz out of his dictatorship Mm -hmm. and they put Madero in there and somehow Madero gets in the crosshairs of this Wilson guy. He, Mm. He doesn't kiss his ass, basically. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Is this it. where it gets messed up? Because I couldn't figure out, like, how did this guy, like, was he just a normal politician that makes all these promises and then doesn't keep them? Well, there or? was a little bit of that, too. Yeah. He'd, yeah okay. There was, yeah, there definitely was some of that. And Wilson was under the Taft administration at the time. And he seemed to flip-flop his support between the rebels and the people that wanted to keep the status quo dictatorship boot on the poor indigenous and free reign to the wealthy. Anyways, I digress. Back to There was a lot of back and forth and backstabbing, power grabs and the like, and one of those was by General Victoriano Huerta. And this guy was a villain whom Villa both fought alongside and also got on the wrong end of his horse. Uh-uh. Huerta had accused Villa of stealing it, trying to have him and tried to have him hang. And Madero intervened and Villa escaped. And eventually Huerta decided he wanted Madero's job and he had him assassinated with the help of Wilson. Oh, had decided he didn't like Madero anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it seems like not much has changed. No. <laughs> No. Honestly, I just got really hungry. And I remember Allie, um, her boyfriend Brody is in town and he said he was going to get some Lenny shakes tonight. Oh, that sounds delicious. Right? All right. Sorry, I just started thinking about them. So. She got hungry. She's like, <laughs> shakes, shakes. Lenny shakes with my M&M's. Mexican mm. re- I'm surprised you're not thinking about Mexican food. Well, we just had that. <laughs> I could eat that. That and Italian food are like... Oh, yeah. Albert's always telling me I should have been Italian instead of Mexican. Yeah, I kind of cook like one, too. All right. So, yeah. Madero was assassinated on February 22nd, 1913. And with the- See, if I move my feet, he moves... So now his head's all jacked up again because... But he's comfortable that way. It's so weird. 
But then he starts snoring, snoring because his neck's all out of whack. We're talking about the dog Apollo over here. Okay, so another dickhead rises to power and Pancho Villa hooks up with Emiliano Zapata, who is another one of our folk heroes. And honestly, when I'm watching all these like um, documentaries and like reading all this stuff, I really like Emiliano Zapata. Oh. I, he just like seemed a lot more noble and like his his purpose seemed more pure oh. like anyways I you know what I like though that you can still see original footage oh yeah that's so amazing well you know why because well Via he he became a darling of the press in the US oh 100% and he really played up to it he loved it yeah he even signed a contract to make a movie did he yeah huh. yeah maybe he didn't live long enough to no. make the movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So Telly Savalas had to play it. <laughs> movie Is that for real? Yeah, that's the one Telly I watched. Telly Savalas? That's the one I watched. Kojak. Yeah, Kojak. And it was, the acting was so bad. Oh, God. Telly Savalas yeah. played Pancho Villa. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. But the movie is That funny. sounds all bad. It was, I was surprised I watched the whole thing, but it was, I was like, oh, God. And then I'm like, I got to shut this up. I know but... you sent me the link and I started, I was like, nope, yeah. I can't do this. But then I kept watching it and I was like, I mean, there are some funny parts and the acting is awful. And my dad loved watching Kojak. I would sit on the couch and watch Kojak with my dad i loved i think my dad used to love yeah. watching kojak and so i didn't know he was that bad of an actor <laughs> it was bad okay i'm sorry sorry don't no ha- why are you sorry because oh, all these motherfuckers are gonna haunt me tonight because i'm talking bad about them that that <laughs> we're gonna get that bitch while she's sleeping <laughs> Thank God I have good protection. Okay, so, and, okay, so, I told you he hooked up with Zapata and uh, Venustiano, Venustiano Carranza to overthrow him. Pancho Villa controlled much of northern Mexico, which are, of course, the border states with the U.S. And it's because of this proximity to the U.S. that he basically becomes a media darling of the U.S. media. Let's just say that he realized the attention. He even signed a contract with Hollywood's mutual film company in 1913. Wow. After numerous battles. This is why, like, this is now, like, can you, like, see his mindset? Like, the U.S., he, it was almost well, like mean, he, he idolized. Well, like this. Well, so. but he also idolized the U.S. Oh, yeah. Like, kind of, like, he was, it was almost like he was playing for the U.S. interests, mm, too. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I don't know. That's the way I, but then the U.S. basically backstabs him. Yeah. In his mind, it was probably backstabbing. Okay, anyways, um, after numerous battles, Mexico's leadership changes hands to Carranza, who assumed leadership after Huerta, which it was because there was this whole void of power. They had this whole council get together, and Carranza just kind of basically put himself in that position. Right. So, well, it was it was more than that. But anyways, unhappy with Carranza and with the help of the U.S., Pancho Villa and Emiliano Zapata joined forces. And again, this is a simplification of everything that went down. Um, the support of the president, Woodrow Wilson, was fickle, and he withdrew his support of Villa because Carranza was moving towards a democracy. So he changed his mind. Um, Villa takes a lot of losses and the losses in the U.S. basically refuses to supply his army, which they had been. And then he's left with 200 men and retreats to the mountains of Chihuahua 
to keep fighting. After the years of the U.S. backing him and basically feeling like a superstar, it doesn't sit well with Villa that the U.S. basically recognizes Carranza's presidency as legitimate. Wow. Not to mention Carranza's general Obregón uses his influence to make Villa look like a villain to the U.S. Do you ever wonder why we will fight help in, in other countries like when they are in trouble with... Um, dictators yeah dictators and and we'll go in there and unstabilize everything to stabilize right and when there's like the uh what do you call it dang it what are those people called like the shit ambassador no like what's happening in the middle east is it afghanistan Mm -hmm. okay so to me that's no different than the cartel Mm-hmm. Why haven't we struck interest enough with everybody going, man, you need to go back to Mexico to people that actually this was their home first, but right. whatever. Okay. So let's go ahead. Tell that to them. But um, why aren't we like helping them over there at our neighbor right here? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we over there helping them stabilize their country that is so beautiful, by the way, mm-hmm. there's Mexico is beautiful. And then so that people can live and make a decent wage in their own country mm-hmm. and want to be there with their families where they were born and live safe without cartel coming after them. Right. Like, why aren't we helping that country? Like, we've helped so many others. If And, and there are freaking neighbors. Right. We should be helping them. Right. But, okay, that's, sorry. Just you you doing this. I bet you, see, like, but you see the history, though. Yes, that's you see why. The history you're, of... you're reading this and I'm like, oh. it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off every time I think about it, even before for this i get irritated because yeah. there is no that is such a common sense thing but nobody does anything about it everybody has to bitch about bullshit right but okay listen that's what we do yeah but you could oh never mind i'm gonna say something really inappropriate Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay go ahead uh, i'm for the I? people by the people all the people <laughs> Okay. All right. So I don't want to paint him out to be poor Pancho Villa because he mm-hmm. he does some atrocious things that happen in his name, either with his blessing or by his order during the time on both sides of the border, right. like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, one of which is kidnapping 18 Americans in January of 1916. And then several months later, in March of 1916, Villa led rebels in a raid of 100 into Columbus, New Mexico, killing 19 people, which he lost 80 of his vistas in that raid um this attack was more than likely to get horses and ammo for his fight against Carranza. I mean, it was basically guerrilla warfare. Yeah, right. Like that, I think I think that's when like people were making, like that kind of stuff is why people are like, get that, get that statue out of here. Right. Because he, he just killed so many people. Right. And a lot of U.S. citizens. So, well, I mean, when I first heard the basic baseline story mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, Mexico, that's a way to give him the finger. Here, mm-hmm. United States, here's, here's this a- beautiful statue for you. And then I was like, wait, there's more to this. Okay. It's not the finger. But it is to some people, I guess. But yeah. can't make everybody happy. Nope. And I just feel like uh, like he's a history. lot of polarizing, like that when you go to the Alamo, like all the mm-hmm. all the names in the Alamo, when you really dig into the history of all these heroes, yeah. quote unquote heroes, a lot of them are pretty shady characters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, no matter where you go, what country you're in, you're going to have these heroes that are, are they don't wear white robes right. <laughs> you know what i mean they didn't get to where they are by being the nice guys completely innocent people clean yeah so you know whatever okay, that's enough. my that's Sorry. my take on that 
Okay, in his response to the raid, President Wilson sent 5,000 U.S. Army soldiers under the command of General Frederick Funston, who oversaw John Pershing. It was basically John Pershing uh, in his pursuit of V.S. through Mexico. Fun fact. Uh-huh. This was literally the first time in, U- in the U.S. Army history that the aircraft and trucks were employed, which is interesting because at this point, it's 1917. So oh, right. it's like two years into... That was like the first all World War. Autom- automotive brigade or whatever. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That blew me away, too. I was like... Huh. And in that same year, we we finally entered the conflict <sighs> in World War One. Yeah. Okay. When I when I'm listening to us, like I'm in the shower, I, I hear your phone go. Off. I think it's my phone. Oh, I'm like, oh shit! I know. Oh wait, I try to cut my... out as much of it as I can. It's funny, it, and it still ends up in there. So it was a fruitless pursuit at the end, and it ends in February 1917. Although he did lose some of his commanders and his second in command, Julio Cardenas, and a total of 190 of his men, but Via ends up getting away, and he they, it was fruitless for the U.S. troops and they pissed off the Mexican people because they basically like came into Mexico. Like they came, they sent their troops into Mexico. Like they didn't wait. That's for an them act of war, right? Right. They didn't. <laughs> there were like... biggest bigger fish to fry because we had the World War coming on after that. Yeah. It wasn't like we're gonna wait for him to come here. No, they they went over there. Yeah, I get it. Crazy. So yeah, at this point, Villa was no longer considered a national leader, but more of a guerrilla leader in Chihuahua. And after a few more raids, he agreed to stop if the government made it worth his while. Oh, my gosh. So on the 21st of May, 1920, Carranza, along with his top advisors and supporters, were assassinated by supporters of Alvaro Obregón. After this, Villa negotiates a peace settlement and he retires. He met with the interim president, De La Huerta, and he negotiated his peace settlement. So what did he get to stop his raiding? Villa was granted a 25,000-acre hacienda in Canutillo, just south outside Hidalgo del Paral, Chihuahua. This was in addition to the Quinta Luz estate that he owned with his wife, Maria Luz Coral de Villa, and Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Yes, there is a Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Where do you live? Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Chihuahua, Chihuahua. Uh, The last remaining 200 guerrillas and veterans of Villa's militia who were still loyal to him, because there was a lot of defections, could reside with him in his new hacienda as well. And the Mexican government also granted them a pension that totaled 500,000 gold pesos. Wow. All that to get him to stop raiding. Wow. Hmm. All right. So, Pancho Villa hardly ever left his ranch and when he did, he had 50 armed bodyguards with him. But on July 20th, 1923, uh-huh. he went to, in some stories, a baptism. Uh-huh. And in uh, another story, it was to pick up a consignment of Golden Town. Uh-huh. And he only had three bodyguards with him. Uh-huh. Well, dry, I mean, I guess he just got cocky. Like, they're not yeah. going to come into my... He was comfortable. This is where I live. This is... Yeah. yeah. Well, driving back through the city in his black 1919 Dodge touring car... Uh-huh. Via passed by a school, and a pumpkin seed vendor ran toward his car and shouted, Viva Via! Uh-uh. A signal to a group of seven riflemen who then appeared in the middle of the road and fired more than 40 rounds into the automobile in a fusillade. Nine dum dum bullets, normally used for hunting big game, hit Via in the head and upper chest, killing him instantly. And there's pictures. But you know what? I guess there's pictures of like all that 1920 violence, even like Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. there's, yeah, I guess that was the thing. Via was reported to have died saying, don't let it end like this. Tell them I said something. (laughs) 
something. Something. <laughs> but there is no evidence that he survived long enough to say anything. Mm. This is just like... But he got shot in the head. Yeah. So... Anyways. Okay, that that totally throws out one of the stories I heard. What was that? No, we have to wait until we get to the hauntings oh, oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Well, no, that, I think that, that story is true. The next day, Villa's funeral was held and thousands of his grieving supporters in Parad followed his casket to his burial site oh. while Villa's men and his closest friends remained in the Canotia Hacienda, armed and ready for an attack by the government troops. Oh. The six surviving assassins hid out in the desert and were soon captured, but only two of them served a few months in jail and the rest were commissioned into the military. Oh. All right. So getting to what you were talking about, I think you're talking about, is it Pancho Villa's head? Did he have a tattoo on his head? Oh, that's another legend. That's a, yeah, that's very interesting legend that he tattooed his, a map on his head. Why did he do that? Because anybody could see it. Well, no, not if like it's back here and they wore their hair longer and they always yeah. had on a hat or something. Yeah. Like your hair yeah. grows out. They shave it off. They put the tattoo. Oh, your hair grows back grows in. Back. I mean, I guess. Not here. It wasn't like on his forehead. Is that what you were picturing? No, no. But um, in which I know this movie was not based on real shit. It was kind of loosely based. But they were showing that his head got shaved when he was um, arrested, you know, because they were like, ha, 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 ha. You love your hair so much. And now look, you don't even look like yourself. (laughs) But then he got broken out. Right. And then he was like, you motherfuckers. But. Did he have a tattoo on his head or not? I don't know. That's just one of those things that's just like legend. Yeah. But, and then that would, would that explain why they're like, and is that the truth? Is his head there? Missing? It is. Is it? It is missing. Yeah. So, early February 6th, 1926. maybe there was a tattoo. A graveyard caretaker named Juan Amparan was patrolling the grounds of the municipal cemetery in the town of Paral in Chihuahua. This is three years after his assassination Mm. when he discovered something that shocked the entire nation of Mexico. The grave of the famous general hero of the Mexican Revolution, Pancho Villa, had been desecrated. Ooh. That's a big deal. Yeah. Pancho Villa's coffin had been dug up during the night and his body mutilated. That's... Can you uh, can you imagine being that Why? person? Yeah, that's disgusting. But wait, if they took his head, then by that time he would have already been like gross. I'm like I'm wondering if the legends had already like been circling around at mm-hmm. that time, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just like fuck your head and go, somebody went and put it in a pile of shit, or like was trying to just like because they hated him so much. Yeah, like because be. he made a lot of enemies in Mexico. Yeah. It could be. Like, you don't deserve to rest in peace, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Amparan was reluctant to report the desecration to the municipal authorities oh. because Bia's body had been decapitated and the head was missing. Ugh. None of the gates to the cemetery were damaged, which led authorities to believe that the perpetrators had climbed the small wall surrounding the graveyard. In a statement, Amparan reported that Bia's body had been in the grave for three years and nothing unusual ever happened. However, when he returned to the graveyard after making the report, he discovered that the grave had been ransacked by souvenir seekers who had removed pieces of the coffin and other parts of Bia's remains. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> and so begins the legend of Pancho Bia's missing head. Yeah. Did you know they even did a death mask and that? Yes. And there was a guy that I think he worked at a college or something. Yeah. But he did like some, he got permission. Mm-hmm. And then he made some wax 
masks mm-hmm. or facial. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah. And then that like ended up in somebody's collection like for years, like yeah. secret collection. Yeah. It's not open to the public. No. Crazy. So there was several subs. There was several. I can't talk. No, I'm not yawning. My You're brain. Not... My brain's hot. You're... I'm cooling off my brain. Overheated your brain? Yeah. Cooling off my brain. Okay. There were several suspects, including Salas Barraza, who had just been released from prison for his involvement in Villa's assassination. Then a rumor that linked Chihuahua's governor and a Mexican general with a secret society from a university in the United States, which had offered a significant reward for the head of Pancho Villa. After that, the focus of the investigation shifted to any local American who might have had the opportunity to take off with a school. You wouldn't have wanted to be an American mm. in uh, that city at the time. Mm. The suspect was an Iowa-born Swedish-American named Emil Louis Holmdahl, who had joined the U.S. Army search for Pancho Villa after the raid on Columbus, New Mexico in 1916. Holmdahl was arrested the day after the grave desecration. His belongings and his hotel room... Did you hear that? No. Oh, was it this guy, though? It might have been. His belongings and his hotel room were examined, but no decapitated head was found. The American had been picked up for questioning on the day after the event, which gave him sufficient time to dispose of Via's head. During his arrest and questioning, Holmdahl claimed he had spent most of his time at the Cantina El Club. I'm going to say it. Club. <laughs> El Club Minero. And this was confirmed by many witnesses. He was released and left town. Huh. But... In 1955, Haldine Brady, author of the Pancho Villa's biography, get the name of this, Cock of the Walk, Kikiriki. <laughs> what? Cock of the Walk, Kikiriki. Okay. The <laughs> legend of Pancho Villa received a le- letter from L.M. Shadbolt, which described an encounter with Holmdahl in El Paso Hotel in 1927. Oh. And the letter, Shadbolt, Shadbolt, had been drinking heavily and met Holmdahl in the hotel bar. Holmdahl had permanently removed, permanently moved in the hotel after he left Paral. After a few days of drinking with Holmdahl, he was invited back to Holmdahl's room for a little shag. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) To be shown the head of Pancho Villa. Holmdahl told him he was being paid for the skull by a buyer of the United States. And then in La Muerte de de Pancho Villa y los Tratados de Bucarelli, written by Adolfo Arioja Vizcaino, I I hope I'm saying it right, it is said that the prominent man who paid that amount was an American named Frank Brophy, a man with closed ties to, get this, Prescott Bush. What? The father to the 41st president of the United States, George Herbert Walker Bush. You have got to be kidding me. And the grandfather of President George W. Bush. The three of them were part of a group of Yale University secret society, Skull and Bones. (gasps) Have you heard of that? Yes. So actually, they believe that there's like a lot of politicians that belong to that whole. Skull and Bone Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. George Washington. I think. Is he? They they believe, even even up until, like, today, of, like, how can any, po- like, every single politician has belonged to it. That's crazy. Yeah. There's a bunch like of secret it, societies that are yeah. linked to so many. 
It's weird. It was rumored that Prescott Bush took the head of the Apache leader Geronimo to display at their Connecticut headquarters along with the heads of other prominent people. I just, that's sick. Okay, so now we get to the haunting part. Okay, Okay, so like I told you, like I was looking everywhere. Mm -hmm. There was anecdotal stuff out Mm. there, but there wasn't really anything like solid that I could just like grab onto, you know. The only real thing out there that lots of people have claimed to see is at the Gadsden Hotel. Yes. Right here yes. in Arizona. In I was so ready Douglas. to do a day trip. Yeah, she was just like, let's go. <laughs> day trip. Um, so apparently uh, Bancho Villa and a few others haunt this hotel. Because according. it was like supposedly like one of his favorite places to go. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. And then they also say that his head is buried in the basement. Right. And then he haunts it. Like, I don't know if you have this, but I have that he, people have seen an apparition of him mm-hmm. in the basement. Mm-hmm. Cool. But without a head. Yeah. Without a head. <laughs> and they know it's him because he always wore black and he's all dressed in black. He's and- the headless horseman of the Southwest. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so apparently, 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 he haunts the Gadsden. But he's not the only one. No. This place is haunted as shit. Yeah. And they have like two big old books behind the The desk have written their experiences. I mean, they really own their haunting, unlike some hotels, which are like, oh, it might be haunted. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. They like. Why is your eye all red? Is it red? Just one. Yeah. I just noticed that. I mean, I noticed it looks smaller than the other one, mm-hmm. and then I'm noticing more. Right like now? it's getting more oh, and more great. irritated. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry, That's but okay. anyway, yes, they do own it. They appreciate it. They give tours. Like the they had this one manager. I don't know if she still is because they had this place. They did a whole travel channel thing where they came and revamped the hotel. I guess, but it's it's uh been through a few owners, right? But anyway, this. God, what was her name? Did you get her name? No. The Okay, so this manager lady, she would give tours and tell people stuff um, about, which was really cool. Oh, so then they were like, hey, how about we demote, like, take you away from the management position and put you as, like, the tour guide right. position, which is great because that's what she likes to do. She knows all the history. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, they definitely, which they should own it. Right. It's kind of cool. all hotels should own their shit own their shit oh yeah oh yeah no shit but anyway uh i i want to just see what i wrote about poncho i think i just said oh did you hear this part they also hear so they she said that workmen won't even work in the basement because they get freaked out because they see like past five o'clock right because they see like the shadows uh-huh. in the basement and then they hear the footsteps they assume are poncho yeah which there. is pretty interesting because um the hotel was leveled by fire and it wasn't rebuilt until 1929 right because it was originally built what 1907 or mm-hmm. something like that and then yeah then the only thing that survived were like these beautiful pillars, marble pillars. And, and the stairs. The stairs. Oh my gosh. And then that's the other part. And that's how I remembered I had thought about doing that story before is because they say that Pancho Villa 
went up those stairs, went into the building and up the stairs with his horse and his horse chipped one of the the stairs, which is still chipped to this day. They never fixed it. And, um, and anyway, yeah, so he went up those stairs. Yeah, and some people like are like, well, the building had already been burnt down by the time Pancho Villa had went, but a lot of people argue that the stairs were still there. Yeah, the, the stairs, original stairs. Were, nothing happened to the stairs. Which would make sense if the building wasn't there, but the stairs were there. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was in that area. Right. He was in the, Agua, he did a raid on Agua Prieta, which is just a stone's throw from Douglas. Mm-hmm. So, and he was said to be a Douglas. And he's that kind of guy that would be like, take the, the horse up the stairs. Right. And... Yeah, but supposedly his gold, supposedly, they think it's somebody was saying that his gold might be buried under the and his head Hmm. could be could be or it could just be a way to get people to go to the hotel. Mm, Yeah, well, because then one of the hotel, this other lady who I don't she was some manager at some point or something. I don't know what she was. And she was saying that this is where I heard the map is on his head. And they buried his head in there. And then the reason his treasure is supposedly somewhere in the mountains in that area. Right. Somewhere around there. Blah, blah, blah. Who really knows? It's St. Lost, Ju- Lost Dutchman. I know. People just keep... The stories just get bigger and bigger. And you know what? Even in life, he was enigmatic because of his own stories. Right. And in death. People are going to... People carry those. Yeah. The game telephone gets very big. Exactly. Hey, uh, room 333 is super haunted. Mm -hmm. Do you have stuff on that one? Because for some reason I didn't didn't finish a whole lot. No, but. Because they talk about how it's like the most haunted room in the hotel. But all I got was like the water goes on and off, lights on and off, TV on and off. But I have stories of other things in the hotel that have happened. Mm -hmm. But I don't have like what tragedy actually happened in room 333 no i mm-hmm. i did get one where there was a it feels i feel like in every haunted hotel there's a jilted bride <laughs> oh always and that's this one too right yeah because didn't she kill herself she jumped oh wait she jumped out of third story window so maybe that maybe. was the room yeah maybe it was Three, three, three. But people actually, for her, oh, because there was one thing I was watching. Okay, first of all, always be careful with the shit you watch because these these people. I at first I was like, okay, they're legit. Like they were getting stuff on their little uh, ghost box and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they went out to this graveyard. <laughs> Come on, EVPs are like like that. Are like a little more difficult to figure out. Like they're. Usually a whisper. Sometimes it's like that, you know, Mm -hmm. but very rarely are you going to get somebody that's like, I want to see my mommy. Like you're not going to hear that very often. Right. They, they, they're out at this graveyard and they're like, where are you buried? Where are you? Over to the left. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I want to buy my madre. It's like, Damn, I wish you guys wouldn't have done that. You should have just left everything alone because I thought you were credible until that point. Until that point. And now you're like, I'm by my madre. It's like, come on. And then they took pic. They were like, oh, here's some stills that we, you know, we we didn't throw into the other stuff. And it literally, and I remember seeing the guy walking around with a vape. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and it looks like somebody who blew vape smoke mm-hmm. around and then they took pictures. You know, like I've shown you how like Archangel Energy will look like. It looks like smoke, mm-hmm. but it's very grand, you know. Right. And sometimes if you zoom in, you can actually see some color in it. I don't know. I know I can when I zoom. Not always. Not always. But, well, even the stuff that what you and I were trying to figure out what that was on mm-hmm. my camera, that didn't have any color in it. Right. Couldn't figure that out. But anyway, it also wasn't moving. So what was it? It could have been, oh, I get like a fog on the camera. Is that mm-hmm. what you meant? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but it wasn't on the other. Okay. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. You have no idea what we're talking about. But I'm thinking they probably, he would take a hit and then blow and then that would happen. And they take a picture and be like, look what we got. Because you might get that. That's a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. You might get something like that. Excuse me. In a picture. In, In a picture here and there. Like you're... They had one after another, and it was like like right there. It's, it definitely looked like somebody blew smoke or vape. Interesting. Which And I was trying to be as open-minded because I'm like, I wouldn't want somebody to do that to us. But I just know how hard it is to get that energy. Right. And I live in a very active home. Right. That it's still very difficult to get that kind of energy. But anyway, that aside, they got some good EVPs, though. And one of the things that they did was they left their cameras Mm -hmm. on that third floor. Mm -hmm. And they left. Mm -hmm. You can hear them leave. And then you can see, like, orb energy moving. But you can also see the curtains. Like, somebody's moving the curtains. Mm. They don't say that in their little thing. They're like, you could see a light orb moving Could around it, well and a lot of time the curtains are right above the you know how like they have the like air conditioning the hotel. yeah i don't know because they don't move mm-hmm. they only move where that orb is oh, okay and okay, so okay. it looks like the orb is moving the vet mm-hmm. or the the curtains so that i believed because nobody was manipulating the camera or anything right but anyway that's what i mean like they had good stuff they didn't need to mess mess it up with that <sighs> Anyway. So, yeah. Like you said, the water turning on and off. Yeah. Television turning on and off. Mysterious knocks coming from the radiator. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And one lady, she said, my heart almost came out of my chest. She said, but then I thought, pray the Hail Mary. All was fine. (laughs) What? I'd be praying Archangel Michael. Well, Mary, too. A guest reported hearing a key turning in a lock. And two figures walking in the room as if they just finished a day of shopping. And then oh. they just disappeared. There is, it seems like, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything because I don't know how I feel about that residual type energy. And then one woman uh, wrote of something pulling on her hair during the night. <gasps> well, another said she felt someone sit on the edge of the bed, then felt pressure as the person laid down next to her. Okay, so did you hear about the little uh, Native American boy. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, so he's like four or six years old, somewhere around there. But he, I don't know when he died, if it was before, after, during the fire or whatever, but mm. they say he likes to touch people's hair. Oh. And he likes to hold people's hands. He likes to play pranks on people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe that's who it was. It could be. Because, uh, hold on, he... Yeah, he's super active. They hear him like running up and down the halls and people actually have seen him. Like, that's kind of cool. Did you just get goosebumps? Mm-hmm. Hmm. D- did you? No. Interesting. Yeah. And then did you, 
I think we might have watched the same one where the woman was like talking about the different uh, experiences people have. But she was talking about a woman in the 1940s who her husband or her boyfriend, her lover had come home on leave this is so sad and they went to the train station he waits till they get there and he basically breaks up with her and says he doesn't want to what a piece of shit after they spend time at the hotel yeah and then he waits and tells time to leave and he's like there's another woman so she comes back to the hotel and she hangs herself in the bathroom that's awful not in a room right it no. was downstairs like in, in a the coat like a coat or was it a it bathroom? Was a bathroom okay and then they say they actually have record of that one like it's a newspaper clipping of that one yeah that's crazy and what so think? they think she haunts yeah but i like the way she haunts like mm-hmm. they the, that lady was saying mm-hmm. that when people get drunk she'll she'll be like are you okay yeah like oh <laughs> are you okay Alma? no yeah, so that 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 one I like that one. Yeah, yeah, but the Pancho Villa one for years, hotel workers and guests have told of seeing an apparition around Lent. Did, around what? Lent, and really? often the hotel's cavernous basement. Sometimes it's described as, like you said, headless, uh-huh. caped, wearing army-style khaki clothing. Oh. Hmm. Um, elevator operator Carmen Diaz saw it in the basement a tall man, black pantsuit, no head. She said. Wow. Did you hear about the um the cowboy? The cattleman? Oh. I don't they remember the whole story. Th- yeah. Yeah. They see a cattleman down there. Like they I I guess they used to the like The basement have, is pretty active. I think they used to have that as like the brothel area mm. or something. I don't know. Somewhere around there was. And so like a speakeasy? Yeah, they're Wasn't actually it making a- it a speakeasy oh, okay. again. But anyway, okay, so this cattleman which that's why they think it because he actually shows himself in the long trench coat and then the chaps and all that mm-hmm. and this cowboy hat. Oh, but anyway, so they're like, oh, that's so and so. Hey, and there's also a buffalo soldier there. That that buffalo soldier is the one that used to go down there and visit the brothel. Okay, that's it. The cattleman. I don't. Oh, the cattleman died. Um, he got shot in by he was cheating at cards mm-hmm. and he got shot there and died wow yeah that yeah. happened a lot in the wild west yeah <laughs> and then there was the buffalo soldier guy and he he was visiting the brothel so he likes to go in there too yeah oh. they have two binders full of experiences from guests i know i wanted to get some of the stories like i got on well, that this was trip that, that was what these were oh, was that some how you got dis- that? yeah do you have any more uh, no, not of those, but Brenda Maley, a restaurant supervisor for the hotel, said she saw the shadow of a body hunched over her Ooh. one night as she lay on her stomach in bed in her hotel room. It happened just after a sensation that all of a sudden I couldn't move, which sounds kind of like sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah. Sleep paralysis. Okay. Mm. Oh, mm. I did have this. The story has circulated about room 333 oh. is that a young boy who fell out of the window and died now mm. haunts the room. People will pay to stay in the room. That So that was the story. Ah, they actually get a lot of EVPs of what sounds like a little girl, mm-hmm. too. And it's weird because as much as they talk about the little boy, mm-hmm. they get more of a little girl. Right. So I wonder if somebody just throughout the years, I wonder well, if it was a little girl that fell out. Interesting. Or the little girl, I don't know, because... Yep. 
And I, then I put we on here about... We need to go about, and do a ghost hunt over there I, so I, I can get I would love answers. to go there. And it's not that far from Tombstone, right? Yeah, we'd go to Tombstone. We'd go to Douglas. We'd stay the night in Tombstone and go to Douglas and stay the night and come home. We, we talk a big talk sometimes. We, we actually need to do it. I know. Pancho Villa's head is rumored to be buried under... Okay, this is what we were talking about earlier. Under the basement in the Gadsden. According to the Gadsden's tale, Villa had a map to a hidden treasure tattooed on his head. The loyalist took the head from his grave and buried it beneath the ashes of the Gadsden Hotel, which had recently burned down. The hotel was rebuilt in 1929, and through the years, hotel workers and guests have reported ghostly sightings of the headless spirit. So I wonder where that legend even came from. Like I don't know, but do did... you think that like because of all of that, it's just restless spirits there? You would think that. Like I don't know. I was I was looking up. Is his car haunted? Is yeah. his estate haunted? Like hmm. there's something in El Paso. But I couldn't really find mm. it. Oh, like, yeah. A lot. I, yeah. I it, there wasn't too. a lot of information mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. This was where there was real, like, yeah, people Yeah, I'm glad you got about. some stories from people. Because I was even looking on, like, TripVisor or whatever. And it's basically people just going, this place is truly haunted. You should stay here. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. The food's amazing. And you should stay here. So mm-hmm. I was like, now you're making me want to stay there. And eat the food. Yeah, because I saw somebody <laughs> eating the waffles. And I was like, oh, man, I just want to go and have a waffle. Let's go have a waffle. And somebody was eating the Mexican food. And I'm like, oh, that looks. See, I'm starving right now. Obviously. Well, just because right. I'm talking about food now. And that was pretty much. A little Don Rubin sounds good. Ooh, I haven't oh. been there in a long time. Oh, Allie and I just had it the other night. Did you? Delicious. We have it. to eat there at least once or twice a week. You had it the other night. We should meet there for lunch. They have great lunch specials. Mm. We've met there for lunch before. Me and you? Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time. Yeah. When you started reading somebody. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Why would you be sorry? That's right. You like it it when I do that. It was memorable. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's put it on our calendar. Sure. After after the new year. After everything's after the new year. Uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, did. Did you? Yeah, it's all right. As I, I, you know. Um, but should we should we tell our people what we want to do? Yes, guys. So we were talking about this. We were hoping to like the our recording the week of um. The last week of December yeah. to do listener stories. So if you guys have your own personal like paranormal stories that you guys want us to read. Story. Yeah, we would love to read it. And you yeah. can send it to us at Tipsy Tales Podcast at Yahoo.com. Or you can message it to us on Messenger and Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> so just letting you know. Yeah. And if you're still haunted, you sh- can call Carlene. Yeah, do that. Or Facebook or Messenger or email. You can find all that information <laughs> on uh, tipsy-tales.com. <laughs> I get all quiet. <laughs> um, Obviously, like, we got the life taken you know. out of us before we even started recording, guys. It's Sorry. hot. And, and, she, and she's dying. She's dying here. She's, like, ready for it to be over. And she's also extremely hungry i'm hungry now i want a lenny shake which my phone just lit up so maybe um there's a lenny's shake waiting for you when you get home i'm gonna find out 
I'm going to get one tonight because don't, don't tell me you're going to do something that delicious and then not do it. Cause... Come on. Anyways, guys, I'm, I'm on Alma. The... Ah! <laughs> I'm not Carlene. All right. I'm Carlene. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. And yes. sorry for all the static. Hopefully I can get it worked out. Tell a friend. Yes. Tell Spread friend. the word. If we're doing a good job. No. Actually, and communicate with us because we're lonely. <laughs> the, the highlight of my day is if I can read a message from you. It absolutely is. I, I, actually, I actually get super I, excited when... I actually check it just to see if anybody... Loves anybody, us. <laughs> several times a day, I'm like, anybody say? No. All okay. right, guys. Have a good night. Good night.